0: another episode of the Revived and Renewed podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Omari. Thank you so much for joining us after a long break. (laughs) Yes, I had to just take some time off to just refresh myself in the Lord and to just renew my mind. On today's episode, we're not going to really interview anyone or um, speak about any specific topics, but I would love to share a word that the Lord laid upon my heart earlier today and i really do hope it blesses you before we start off let's just say a quick prayer to just you know place our minds and our hearts in the presence of the lord that we would just receive this word and to just feast upon it and just grow with it all right most righteous and eternal father i thank you that you have brought us here in this moment i thank you for your word in which you have shared with me today and i thank you for allowing me to share with your people what you have placed upon my heart. And I pray that they will run with it, they will feast upon it, and they will just use it as a guide in this world. Lord, I thank you for our hearts today, and I thank you that you're working on them along with our minds. And I give you thanks and I give you praise for the angels that you have around us even now. In Jesus' mighty name I pray amen amen and so it is taken from romans 4 which speaks about our conduct as christians as believers of the word as his children right and so uh paul was speaking to the romans and it and it goes for us today in this generation, especially now, especially in this time where so many things are happening and we have so many questions and so many people are filled with fear and doubt, and you know, but we just have to just dig dig deeper in the word and see what the Lord is saying in this time. We have to seek his presence and see what he's saying in this time. And know more than ever, we, the body of Christ, we have to set examples for those out there to follow that others can come and join the family of God. Um, So Paul was urgently and fervently asking, and this is from my notes that I had written down. I just sat down and I allowed him to just minister to me as I sat there in the park today, um, so let's get into it. So, Paul was urgently and fervently asking us as believers. I say us because even though we weren't there, we were there. As I think it's in Hebrews, book of Hebrews, where it spoke about even though um, Abraham, um, Isaac wasn't there to tithe, he was in his father's seed. So, we were in our father's seed then, right? Amen. Okay, so us as believers to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. He described how we were supposed to do this, and he said it was supposed to be holy and acceptable, and so I started thinking, I'm like, this makes sense. You know, I've heard this preaching time after time from different ministers, from different pastors, and so forth, but I have never really sat down and really feast upon what Paul was saying. So I was saying, okay, if I had a friend or a family member or someone that I know um, brought a gift to me, I wouldn't like that gift to be in any condition. I would love if that gift would be beautiful and clean and in in the best um, condition possible well if it was dirty and if it was broken why would i want to take it so it's the same thing when it comes onto our bodies in the presence of god we have to as believers we have to know that we we're bringing god a gift it's not just the singing it's not just the dancing But our whole life or body, this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we have to take care of it. We have to, um, you know, put it in the best. Praying and all of that. How we clothe ourselves. How we treat this temple. How do we bring it before God? Do we just do ourselves anyway and then bring it before God? No. And I'm sure we have done things in the past. And I'm not condemning anybody. Now is the time for us to just repent and to, on your own time, that is, and to go before the Father and say, Lord, I have, you have given me this temple. You have given me this body and I'm responsible for it. And so right now, God, I'm just asking you to strip me of the things that make this temple, make this gift not holy and not acceptable unto you. Um, I had to sit there and do all of that. And um, and I'm still doing it. You know, so I'm encouraging him to do the same thing, you know, because it is your gift to him. And, um, you know, I, I wrote down and said, would you be pleased if the people you love the most brought gifts that were filthy and broken? No, you would like things beautiful and in their best condition." So let us do the same thing by the grace of God, because he has given us the grace. He has given us the strength to do such things. And there there are a lot of knowledge and information out there um, of how to do this. You know, Uh, Paul then said we ought to do this as it is our reasonable service. And so I was just there um, thinking about words that, you know, means the same thing as reasonable and um I found a definition that says when something is reasonable just it is considered to be fitting or fair so our offering of our bodies should be fitting and fair fair remember even Cain and Abel Abel brought his best of his best to God. And so that is the same thing that we ought to do, bring forth our best to God, our best. I'm not saying not to take your broken side and the sides that you wrestle with the most. But when you're going before God to worship him, you know, show him your raw, true selves. That's what he wants from you. You don't want to be. A complainer, that's 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 one way that you're not going before God, but you're being a person of thanksgiving. You're not going before God as a gossiper, but you're going before God as a prayer warrior for your sister or your brother who needs help. That's one way of bringing your best self to God. You're going before God as a servant who has great faith. I'm not saying there are not times when we have to kneel before him and say, God, my faith is drying up. My faith has fallen below the bar. I'm asking you to help me. Yes, he wants you to come to him in that state too. Right? But bring your best to God. You set time for God. You don't give him What is left off of your time? You make time for work. You make time for school. You make time to be scrolling on TikTok. You make time to be scrolling on Facebook, Instagram, um, chatting with friends, um, going on a lunch date or whatever it is. So make that time for God. Set aside that time for God. That is your reasonable service unto him. And these are things that I have to take for myself too. I'm not just speaking to those who are listening right now. Also, speak it to myself. How you carry yourselves, how you carry yourself tells of how you see God. It tells of the reverence you have for Him. And I sat back, and it's not just how you dress. Yes, that is one aspect. But how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Are you someone who's loud and have nothing but disrespectful things to say to others? Are you someone who is loving and kind or are you someone who is jealous and um, just always tearing down others? Are you someone who is compassionate? Yes, you have to set boundaries at times, um, but still show love and care to others who need it in that time are you someone and as i said a gossiper a complainer all of these things tell tells god how you see him and i didn't really thought about that until he sat me down and showed me that hey hey this is a part of it too this is a part of it too do you gossip do you complain i used to be a complainer yeah I used to be a complainer, but I went through I went through a part where he had to just show me a season where he had to just show me that I hear your prayers. And he would do some little, <laughs> he would show me in some weird ways that he's hearing me. And I'm like, okay, I know you're hearing me now. Okay, I see that you're hearing me right? Um, But that's how God is. Um, So how we carry ourselves is important because it tells of our reverence for God and it tells us how we see God. Paul instructs us or encourages us not to be conformed or to comply with the standards of the world. And um, it goes back to what I was saying about being a gossiper, being a complainer, being rebellious, being loud. It's stuff like that, that um, we have to put in place um, to keep the stance, to keep, because if you are a responsible person, look at it like this way, if you are a responsible person and you know you know you have car loans, you have your mortgage to pay your phone bill. If you don't pay for those things, you're going to lose them, right? And um, if you don't feed your spirit, but you feed the flesh, you are going to become weaker and weaker in the spirit, but your flesh will become stronger. And the strongest of the two will win at all times. And so we have to put these things in place. And Paul is saying we can't comply, we can't be conformed to the things that the world is telling us is the way to go. We have to make we have to stand out we, because we were set aside by God, so we ought to be holy, we ought to be you know doing the things that pleases Him. Um, I was listening to someone the other day, I don't remember who it was, but she said. And this just stood out to me and it never leaves me since then it's been like two weeks. She said, what is the joy of the Lord? Because we read and we declare the scripture all the time that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, And so she said, what is the joy of the Lord? This is when you make him happy. This is when you pleases him. So when you pleases God. That is where your strength comes from. And I'm like, wow, this is so profound. And um, I've never like sat down and really thought about it. But after she said it, I'm like, I'm like, I have to please God in everything that I do. I have to stop being a man pleaser. I have to stop being a self pleaser and do what is right unto God. And so Paul is saying that we can't comply to the standards of the world, but to be changed or molded in our minds, right? And um, we have to do that because sometimes we go around people who influences us, right? And so we have to take a step back sometimes and say, what are the instructions of God? What did God ask us to do, right? Right? We have to keep going back to the word. We have to keep going back to our manual. Yeah, we have to keep going back to our manual and say, what did our creator, what did our our maker say? Um, How we're supposed to operate, how we're supposed to be working, you know? Um, Paul then told us to not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. And this is something that a lot of us struggles with. As we've seen God use us a certain way. He's given us a message to give somebody or we've had a dream and we see it come to pass. He's told us a word and it has come to pass. And so we are filled with pride. And so we think of ourselves more or if we get a revelation from God, we think of ourselves more um, important than other people. And not just on a spiritual level, we have a degree from a university, a prominent university or college, or we have a job position, or we live in a certain community, or we wear a certain type of clothes or anything like that that causes us to think of ourselves up there and look down on others, that displeases God. And so Paul was saying to the Romans, don't think of yourself more highly than others, but to be humble in everything that you do. Um, And so we as believers, sometimes we do that, we tend to do that. And um, I'm saying we, because I'm also in, in, I'm a part of it too. As I was sitting there, you know, I said, for The Bible says for we are of one body, right? And we have we just have different members, just like your physical body has different members. We have our eyes, we have our ears, we have our nose, and they all play an important role. And so I was just sitting there and I said, is the eye more important than the nose? Is the nose more important than our hands? And so, you know, Myself said, okay, but we can live without our eyes and we can live without our hands. But if you don't have your eyes, you won't see. If you don't have your hands, you can't do certain things. And so there is like, um, it's not balanced. You're going to be lacking something. You're going to be lacking vision. So people are going to have to be leading you or assisting you at all times. Well, some blind people are independent, but still, you have to rely on something to help to guide you. You have to rely on a cane. Your house has to be laid out in a certain pattern and it can't, you can't rearrange things in there. Or else you're going to start bumping into things. And if you don't have your hands, you can't do What other people can do with their hands. And so you might have to use your legs or other people have to help you. And so everybody in this body is important. Do not look down. I don't remember who said it, but there was a minister who said even Judas was important because he had to betray Jesus he had there had to be someone there to betray him and so even he was important so do not think of yourself more highly we ought not to do that and all i'm saying is guys just let us live to please god in everything that we do live to please him and not to please the flesh and not to please Man, And sometimes it can be challenging. I'm going to be realistic. Sometimes it can be challenging. But the more we grow closer to Christ is the easier it will become. And the more we mature in Christ is the easier it will become. Because the closer you get to him is the more mature you get. And so that is a part of our journey and our lessons that we have to learn. And um, I really do hope this session uh, encouraged you as much as it encourages me. And uh, remember, everything you do, it should be to honor God and not to honor yourself. Do not point others to yourself. Point them to Jesus. Just like the Holy Spirit came to testify of Jesus in every way possible. That's how we ought to in every way possible testify of him. We might not be on a pulpit to share the word, but our very lives can cause others to come closer to Jesus. I remember if it wasn't last year, it was the year before I was listening to a podcast and the lady, she was a teacher and she was a believer and she taught piano lessons. And she said after 25 years, she met one of her students who said, Miss, I don't remember her name. Just say, let's say, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson, I am now a believer because when I used to come by you to have piano lessons, I saw the life that you live. I saw how you conducted yourself. I saw how you treated others. And so this encouraged me to become a believer. And you may never know who's watching. So just let us stay in the well and the, the way of the Lord. And I hope this encourages you. And just reach out with us. If you have a testimony to share, if um, you'd like to speak on one of our topics, please reach out to us at the revived and renewed podcast at gmail.com and we will respond to your, your email. Or you can just send us a message on um, Instagram, The Revived Out and Renewed Podcast. And uh, thank you so much for watching us this week. Bye-bye.